Hello, welcome to today's immigration tidbit. Have you heard the term retroactivity? Do you know what that means and how it might affect you? Well, let me give you an example. Uh, let's say that you plead guilty uh, to a crime. And later, you know, when you find out that you shouldn't have and that you end up, you know, being deported and so forth, <clears throat> you try to make various motions to get it vacated. Because let's say that a case came out, Padilla versus Kentucky, which essentially says that the immigration consequences should be known to you at the time that you plea. Uh, but at the time you pled, that case, Padilla versus Kentucky, didn't exist. Okay? But then after it came out. So the question is retroactivity. So the question is whether or not the case coming out has a retroactive effect, meaning will it apply to cases? that existed and that certain events happened before the case came out, okay? And a lot of times, retroactivity uh, is a negative thing for immigrants. You know, like for example, some crimes may be considered to become an aggravated felony where before they weren't, and then the question is whether or not it goes backwards or not. With the Padilla versus Kentucky situation, um, that would be a good thing if it were retroactive and that it helps you. Um, but for the most part, for the most part, retroactivity is unconstitutional because you didn't have notice, legal notice, of the penalty before you would have pled guilty or before you would have committed the act. Let me, let me just give you an example. Let's say that, you know, you go into a store and you have a piece of gum from their counter, okay? Um, and it wasn't, let's just say that wasn't illegal to do. And then after, let's say two years after you did that, some law came out that said having gum in a store violates this or that statute. And it then two years later is illegal and let's say the police come after you and charge you for it obviously that would be unfair to you right because whatever you did two years prior to that time was not illegal and they're charging you two years after this law came out that does make it illegal that's that's retroactivity and that is not legal okay that's unlawful you have to have legal notice of whatever it is you're doing that it is not legal, okay? Otherwise, it's unconstitutional to hold you to a standard of conduct that is not illegal the time you do it, but is afterwards. And that is to protect people from being convicted and thrown into jail for things that were not uh, illegal at the time. And I can tell you that with immigration law, uh, immigration, you know, U.S. immigration has tried to take multiple 
instances where things later became legal or more, uh, you know, there was more penalties and so forth, and just flat out said, oh, it's retroactive, uh, you know, and tried to prosecute these people um, in order to deport them, in order to find them removable. And, you know, obviously if they weren't represented by attorneys who would fight for them, uh, they'd end up getting the, the removal orders or they'd end up being deported. So retroactivity is something that we always try to look at and fight uh, for our clients because the mere unfairness of it is astounding. Um, but a lot of times immigration, to be honest with you, doesn't care and didn't care. And so that's how that went. So if you're in removal proceedings now, or if you're being prosecuted for something that wasn't illegal before or uh, may not have been illegal before or the penalty wasn't as great before, you need to fight that. You need to get somebody who knows what they're doing because it is a very significant constitutional issue. Okay. Short Cast Club.